Hi, I'm Kelly. And welcome to The Millennial Minimalist. Today we're going to discuss how to declutter your closet so that you can reap the benefits of having a clean space and intentional wardrobe. Minimalism is not about purging all of our items. It's rather a lifestyle that inspires us to be more intentional about the items we own and how we consume. It's about using every item we own and managing our consumer habits to reflect our needs and our values. In considering the popular Netflix series Tidying Up with Marie Kondo and tons of questions from our listeners about how to begin, we thought it would be helpful to dedicate an episode to decluttering our closets, which is a great place to start tidying up. Yeah, I mean, coming off the Netflix series, I feel like the first place Marie has them start is their closet. Honestly, it's It's, a great place to start. It is a good place to start. But Kelly and I, in this episode, kind of want to get to the actual root of the problem as opposed to just going through your clothes, you know, digging down deep and figuring out why you have so many clothes in the first place. And how you got got there. there. And I think, I mean, there's so many reasons why people want to declutter their closet. Sometimes they just want to dress better. It's a time issue. They spend too much on clothes. It's hectic in the morning. They don't know what to wear. They can't put an outfit together. And, or they just don't want to look at their closet anymore. So Right. And, and some people do it to get a better handle on their personal style. Yeah. I was thinking that if you, if I was in public and I saw someone who was really well-dressed, like you would picture their wardrobe very refined and like well-kept and everything hung. Whereas, I agree. Like you wouldn't, if someone was nicely dressed, you wouldn't think their closet would just be a bunch of clothes like thrown in it in heaps. Yeah. Which is a lot of people in North America's closet. However, when I see people who are who have a bohemian style, I always think Picture to myself, that, yeah. you probably have a closet that is stacked so high with tons of accessories. That's true. <laughs> That's true. I guess it is based on style as well. A lot of people don't know their style, though. But who knows, right? Uh, also, you should ask yourself how you got there. So think about your purchasing habits and what needs to change. So it's about uncovering that root of the problem, as you said, so you can be more intentional with all your future purchases and mindful about the items that you do keep in your closet. Um, I think a lot of people just, they're overwhelmed with their closets. Like, I don't want to take a day or a whole weekend to go through all these clothes, so they just never do it. So you can do it piece by piece going through, and Kelly and I have some great ideas in this episode on how to do it. The hardest part is just getting started. I promise. I promise. And once you start, you can actually have a fun experience. And I am saying this as someone, we just posted a couple of images from yesterday. I decluttered a gentleman's closet and it was, it only took two hours. Oh, that was only two hours. Only two hours. And I thought it would take double that time. And I had a really fun time. Turn up the music. Two people are involved. You do it together. And Again, I will go through that, but it was a super rewarding experience on my end and his end because I learned a lot. I've decluttered my own closet. I started decluttering my closet uh, over six months ago when we started this podcast, and we have an earlier episode on decluttering your closet. Uh, But now that we have kind of been immersed in the topic for several months now, and, you know, we've been out there on the field actually decluttering and organizing and mastering our own closets, we have more advice to provide today, so... I think that also this is more of a a Western thing. or You mean like a Western problem? Yeah. I mean, other areas in the world too, but a lot of places in Europe, like people have very high quality clothes and they own very few of them. They have very small wardrobes. They look amazing every day. 
and they're shocked at the amount of clothing we have and just the amount of clothing we go through. It's, it's crazy. So I'm really excited to talk about how to shop better as well. Why do you think we get there? Why do we, why do you think, is it because like, it's like a piece of cake where we're like, oh, if I feel sad, I want to go shop. I think we shop way more than we need to. And just, I went to the mall once in January. It was January 31st. And I went in there and I needed two things. I went in, got those two things, I left. And old me would have just gone to the mall. It's like a pastime. It's like, you know, you grab a coffee, you go to the mall on Saturday. It's just, it's one of, I think it's like a hobby or a pastime for us. And once you stop that, it will do wonders. Like you should not just... Every time something arises, you don't need a new outfit. You don't need a new top. You don't... Like, well, you're walking to the mall with greater intention. And yeah. by having a declutter closet, you have a better handle on what you already own and what you, what you need. And what goes together. Exactly. And what you need, which a lot of people don't even know what they need. That's one thing I have mastered just studying minimalism is knowing exactly what I need. So now when I shop... I don't. I think people should stay out of the mall until you have decided what you need, and don't just say I want or I need a sweater. Like, figure out exactly the sweater you want, exactly the cut, exactly the neckline, exactly the color and the material. Find a picture on Google, and then when you're shopping, do not settle. Like, make sure you find that exact sweater, or do not buy it because it's that settling that's gonna just throw it. In your closet. Have you ever bought an item and not worn it? Oh, I mean, haven't we all? And I hate it. I will stare at it and be like, I spent $100 on you and I've never worn you and I don't like you. And I could have gotten a massage. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what the, you know what the really sad part is? Is, yes, you actually identify that item and can say those things. A lot of people, that will just get they shoved into it. a pile. And then they find it years later and they can't return it. Or they are, you know, they, they're too lazy to sell it and all these things, right? Or, and that's why they keep buying more. So I think between, it's a few things why their closets end up that way. Shopping is a hobby. They don't know what they have. They don't care to go through their closet. They think it's going to take way too much time. And the, the people know that we only wear like 20 to 30% of our wardrobe and that the other 70 is just in there. So get rid of the other 70%. Oh, it feels so good. It feels so good. I'm still, I'm still mastering it, of course. You have mastered it, Lauren. I know you have. Oh, thank you. Um, and I, I love that. I feel that. like I'm, I still have things to fix, but I of appreciate course. that. Of course. It, it requires maintenance, right? Yeah. But uh, I would say that some of the, before we go into the process of decluttering, uh, some of the benefits, I would say, from my personal experience, is you regain a sense of space. Mm-hmm. You can actually walk in my closet, and it feels, I would say, there's a sense of, I guess, a sense of clarity. You know, a clear space leads to a clear mind. Uh, so there's mental clarity, time, I'm t- less time to get ready in the morning. I have a better understanding of my style. I have multiple styles, and a lot of us do, you know. We, yeah, you we, too. We're sporty, you know, we're professional, hipster, who knows, on the weekends. <laughs> you can be all these different uh, style personalities, let's say. Do you feel like you've dressed better since you've... I would say that I dress better in the sense that I'm wearing... All the like, I own all the clothes that I actually enjoy and love. Yeah. So I feel my best in them because you only really own your favorite best items. 
Yeah, like, you look into your closet, and you're like, oh, my God, I love these clothes. I love that dress. Like, I right now, it's the dead of winter in Toronto where we're recording this. The dead of winter. I love that. <laughs> it totally is. But I'll look at, like, I have this blue summer dress. I'm like, oh, I love that dress. I can't wait till it gets nice to wear that dress. And I feel like people look at their closet, and they, they hate it, and they're like, oh, it's so messy. It's such an eyesore. Especially, which is the worst thing to wake up in the morning and to, that's the first thing you look at, like the anxiety and what that can do to your mind, the just refining your wardrobe and making this beautiful closet to walk into the morning, what that will do for your day in and of itself. So, I mean, back to the process, uh, we like to say, I mean, in Marie Kondo's Netflix series, uh, Tidying Up with Marie Kondo, basically she... She basically identifies, you know, the problem being, hey, like we need to de- declutter our closets. We have too much stuff, uh, and we need to better organize these items, which is a, is a step in the right direction. Uh, but as we mentioned in our previous episode with Courtney Carver, she, you know, she also agreed with us in the sense that, you know, it's also important that we focus on the root of the problem. Um, ask ourselves how we got there and uh, where where we want to be. You know, what, why, why do we want to declutter? Why do we want to organize? Like, what are the benefits that we want out of this? And I, I, I promise you that these benefits uh, are worth the, I guess, the pain of actually starting. Because, you know, I mean, even yesterday, decluttering a gentleman's closet, going into it, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, there's more stuff in here than I thought. But you know what? You just keep going. You just keep going. And, yeah, so I, I will start. Uh, so in my experience, uh, from decluttering my closet and others' closets and decluttering this weekend, I came up with a strategy on how to get started. So, uh, one of the first things I recommend is purging items that are garbage, that you know that are immediate garbage items. So any empty retail bags that are sitting in your closet, dry cleaning hangers is... And you can return those. To the dry cleaner. Oh, can you? I always take them back, and I take the plastic that comes on them, too, so they can reuse them. I did not know that. Yeah. This is sustainable. (laughs) I love that. That's amazing. That's such a great idea. Uh, So, yeah, so you can do that. And then, you know, any papers you don't need that you think that you need, and any books that you haven't read that you can recycle or donate. So, purge those items. Okay. Uh, Next up, piles. So you want to take all those items, all those clothing items, and arrange them by their clothing category, I like to say. So there's workwear, there's sportswear, there's sleepwear, and I like to say there's once-a-year wear. You know, those dresses or those, you know, ugly Christmas sweaters that you only wear once a year that can go in its own section. So you have all these piles, and they can be big piles, forewarn you. Uh, And then you want to grab garbage bags, and you want to create three separate piles. And you may need multiple bags per pile. <laughs> uh, and one of the piles is going to be donate. Uh, another one will be garbage or recycle. And the following is sell. So anything that you potentially want to sell. He decided that he didn't really want to sell any items. He didn't care. He'd rather donate or purge. Oh, good. Which is interesting, yeah. Uh, and then you want to define every item. So now everything's laid out. So you've you got rid of all those items. You have your, your all the clothing and stuff in piles, and you have all the bags. So then what you do is you go through each pile individually. So you go to the workwear, and you go through every item, colored shirts, uh, blazers, etc. What do you wear? What do you not wear? And do you want to keep this or no? Was he trying them on? or He tried on some of them, but not 
all of them. I guess he would know which ones yeah, he worked consistently. Yeah. yeah, he kind of knew, and which was what's great is that I, I recommend two people work together on it. Yeah. Uh, you can do it on your own as well, but having two people is really motiv- motivating. Like when I, you know, when I, I actually would love Lauren for you to come to my place again and help me with it. Yeah, I would love to. Because it's, it's just, it reinforces and confirms, you know, thoughts where you may be iffy. So it's great. So I was like, yes or no. And sometimes... Was he iffy? Sometimes. So it's great. Sometimes he'd be like... I was like, yes. He's like, oh, absolutely. I wear that all the time. And he'd be like, oh. I was like, have you worn this in a year? He's like, mm, no, I haven't worn this in a year. But they don't want to get rid of it. So most of the time it was, yeah, no problem. It was really quick to decide, nope, don't need it. Or it's too big, doesn't fit me, etc. Or it's worn out. A lot of the clothes were worn out. So yeah. he's like, immediately, let's donate it. And then uh, there were some iffy items. So I was like, so do you like, how about this? And he's like, oh, I know you probably don't like that. And I was like, no, it's not my opinion. Whatever. You know, it's your choice. Uh, And he said, but I need that because it's a good memory and I'll wear it once in a while kind of thing. And I said, fine, you can keep it. But then there are other iffy items where I convinced him, no, you don't need it. And then he was like, yeah, you're right. I don't. And then it was just throw it in. Uh, and it was really, really quick. Oh, uh, how'd you convince him that he didn't need it? Uh, so it was an item where he he was like, hey, you know, like, I like it. No, it's nice. And I was like, well, what about this shirt that looks the exact same? And you have two of them. Which pair uh, would you choose first? That's why it's good to have someone else. Yeah. He's like, oh, I definitely go to those pairs. So I'm like, so you're never going to wear this. He's like, yeah, you're right. I'm never going to wear it. Oh, that's smart. So interesting. So anyway, so that happened. Uh, and then, uh, so there's the yes or no items. There's the items that you wear often, which are obviously yes. There's those items that you wear seasonally. Yeah. Right? Uh, and then there's those items that you wear once or twice a year. So I suggested for those items that we wear once or twice a year, we put into a different bag. Or yeah, you don't have to keep them in your closet because it... Like, I have, like, sweaters I sail in or, like, dresses I, like, might wear to a special occasion. And I want to get rid of them, but I don't need to look at them every day either. Yes, exactly. And Amazon has some... I can actually share a link in the show notes. Oh, good. This amazing compartment, clothing compartment. You can put everything in this. It's very neat. You can slip under a bed or into a closet so that you don't have to see those items you wear once a year every single day. Yeah, but you have to be careful not to start using that as clothing storage and just put all the stuff, all your clothes. Like, you have to go through it. Like, these are, like, special items that you wear once in a while and you still love, and there's a few of them, not I love that you reinforce that. (laughs) Because originally (laughs) Lauren hated the idea of, like, storing clothes elsewhere, but it makes sense in terms of seasons. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, hey, it's winter right now, so you have all your winter stuff. So it's all these shorts and things. We can hide those for now until you... We can put that in that same bill bin, the once a year. We can put your... We can either get one or two, so you can do one for that and then one for seasonal clothes. Put it on your bed, put it in your closet, and you're good. Then, third part. So once we went through everything, which, by the way, we got rid of, I would say we got rid of Yeah, half. I saw, like, all the garbage bags. It was um, unbelievable. Uh, and we actually, it's in our recent posts, but, uh, yeah, we got rid of over half. And then I went in and I said, okay, so we're going to hang everything neatly. We folded certain clothes. So his gym clothes. We, you know, neatly folded everything, the, you know, the shorts, the pants, etc. And then some key ideas that came to mind, which were actually inspired by you, Lauren, is 
taking, actually going to the store and getting matching hangers. Yeah, I love that. It makes everything look so much more put together. So we, hit, we, we, we hung some clothes, we folded them, and we had a put-away bin, right? So mm-hmm. matching hangers, also color-coordinating. Yes. I love it. Makes it makes it look so much better. <laughs> so from your blacks to your blues to your grays, and then from your whites to your colors, it just changes your closet. It makes it also easier to choose where everything is. Like, oh, my black's okay, so it must be in this section. I mean, again, it requires everyday maintenance. And then he had stuffed his, so I guess he had basically an armoire, and he had stuffed all of his socks and underwear in one area, and I suggested getting a little bin or a basket so that you can pull out, right? Rather than just sitting there in a heap. You want it so that, and you can also get uh, like compartments as well. Did you guys go buy stuff together? Uh, Afterward, after the fact, we did some hangers and a basket, which was really helpful. And um, yeah, and so, and in addition to this, there are also accessory compartments that you can use. But be careful with that because I think a lot of us out there, you know, especially women, we have a lot of accessories and. We'll get these compartments and we'll want to fill them. So we'll buy more to fill them when we yeah. don't need them. It goes back to that idea that if you, you if you need to buy things to store things, you have too many things. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. So yeah. No, that was that was my experience yesterday, and that's some of my advice. And it's working for him. And today, I yeah, I want to hear his feedback. You want to hear his feedback? Yeah. So, so actually, this is how I felt after helping him declutter. Oh. He immediately said, oh, I feel like there's a weight lifted off me. And I felt extremely, I guess I just, it felt very uh, liberating and rewarding to have helped him. But then two hours later, I felt, uh, you know, that feeling of like letting go. I felt his fear of letting go. I felt like, oh my gosh, like. I hope we didn't let go anything that's meaningful to him. I know. I've had that in the past. Yeah. And I felt all this. But then at the same time, I was like, he has three of everything. He had three of everything. Well, that's... (laughs) I honestly, when you declutter, I think that you should keep the bag sometimes for like a week or two, just in case you got rid of something that you really needed. You're kind of trying to prove to yourself that you don't use it. But I don't think that it's good for you financially, environmentally, anything to get rid of stuff and then have to go rebuy it. So if you're able to keep the bags around for like a week or two and then be like, okay, I don't think I got rid of anything I I needed or I really liked and I have proven to myself that I don't need this stuff, then you can let it go. But sometimes you're like just throwing everything out. You're in the heat of the moment and then it's been two weeks and you're like, I I shouldn't have gotten rid of some of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. So another form of uh, feedback he gave me was this morning walking into his closet, being able to physically actually walk in, which he couldn't do previously. Uh, And he says he felt less stressed and having, you know, clothing organized by category really made it easy for him to navigate items. Yeah. And it's the weekend. So now he walked in on a Sunday morning and knew where his weekend clothes were. And, like, tomorrow morning when he wakes up for work, he'll know where his work clothes are. Like, it's going to be so nice. So nice. Um, There is, like, my closet's very refined on the clothes that I only wear and love. And I love waking up and looking at my closet and just seeing those few pieces that I love. Like, it it excites me. It's like, oh, which top should I wear? Because I love 
all of them. And you take care. I take such good care of my clothes. Once you refine your closet down, you will not throw your clothes on the floor. Like I always hang out my clothes. I always steam them. I get them dry cleaned. I'm very careful when I wash them. If something happens, if a button falls off, there's a rip, I always get it fixed because they're like my pride and joy. Like these few pieces I own, I take great pride in. Um, that's a very good point, Lauren, because that's also something I've started to learn. I used to just throw my heels in bins, throw this there. Now that I have less, but higher quality, because we we really stress the idea of higher quality over buying fast fashion. You're like, wow, like I spent money on these things and I want to, or I had spent money on these things and now I want to take care of them. Like you yeah, value it more. You value it. I remember I used to live with two girls across the street, and if they would borrow something from mine, like I try to be nice and say yes, but then it would just be in like a knot in their closet for like a week, and I'm like, that's like one of my ten items. Like, give that back. <laughs> <laughs> Hang it up. <laughs> but um, some people just don't have that appreciation. But you have to, and when you invest in like really nice pieces that you care about, you want to keep them in good condition and. You just put that pride in, which I appreciate. I think you should take that pride in the pieces that you own in all aspects of your life. And you know what's also great is by decluttering your closet, you realize that you may actually already own items that you think you needed to buy, that you thought you needed to buy. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, It also brings back that gratitude. Like I feel like when your closet's a mess and you own so much, you're constantly buying. It's like, I need this. I want this. I want this. Whereas when you've gotten what you love and you look at it you're like I love what I have and you're grateful for what you have and as opposed to being like what else do I need I need more like it kind of makes you take a step back and appreciate what you do have very well said and that's why I literally don't shop for clothes anymore I haven't in a while obviously will have to one day but I'm actually super grateful as you said and thankful for the wardrobe that I have and to be honest, I like the size of my wardrobe. So the idea yeah. of adding anything to it, I'm going to have to get rid of other things. So, And I'm pretty attached to the things that I have right now. So until I become detached, can I bring something new in? So, And I also feel like like my want list, I guess, of pieces I do want to buy in the future. I'm not so like, oh, I need that right now. It's like, okay, if I find exactly that, then maybe I'll get it at some point. But I don't need it right now, and I'm really happy with what I have. Oh, um, that's good. I So I live in a condominium in Toronto, and I was showing my exact unit to a client. And they were like, oh, my God, the bedroom closet is so small. How do you fit your clothes in here? And I was like, should I go on a like a preach about being minimalist you should Uh, all I I was just like I honestly don't own that many clothes and she was like what how and I'm like oh I just did you tell her about the podcast I I said I do the 10 item wardrobe and so the 10 item wardrobe well I I, capsule wardrobe yeah the capsule wardrobe right but um it's crazy like people it's such a new concept to people and they're shocked when you can know people for years and have a very small wardrobe and tell them and they're like I didn't even know that oh my gosh just like the other day I I, an old colleague of mine I said I was literally over a business meeting with him you know we're connecting on a new opportunity and he goes I was like yeah I'm a minimalist now he goes ha 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 ha." I was like they don't believe I was like what do you mean he's like ha ha no way he sat beside across from me for over a year and a half and he is 
He had no idea. And I said, yeah, I've adopted this lifestyle. And, you know, I've kind of always lived simply, but even more so now. And then I said, no, like, here I, you know, I'm doing a podcast now and check it out. And he goes, oh, you really are. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you gotta show him that. Also, I use the word, um, how I like to say, I like to describe that I have a capsule wardrobe now. And I think a lot of people get confused by what that means, so I defined it. Uh, So it's a small and more curated wardrobe. It's a collection of essential high-quality items that don't go out of fashion. It's a set of pieces that you can mix and match and wear often and replace fast fashion trends. So I like that definition. No, that's such a good definition. Yeah. Helps Um, people understand, you know... Like what that means. What exactly it is. I also want to say, bringing up that guy from your work, how he's, you're like, oh, I'm a minimalist and I have a capsule wardrobe. Mm -hmm. The irony is that we probably wear the same amount of outfits as they do. Or we, we rotate through the same number of clothes that they do. We just wear our entire closet, whereas they wear like 10 or 20%. And they spend a lot more money on clothes and we don't. So that's like the whole... So well said. We are just aware of how to dress and we're more intentional about it. Whereas with them, they're still... Like people probably shuffle through 30 or 40 pieces of clothing, I would say. Maybe. Every morning? No, but if, if you actually... I would have to look up these averages, but took people and saw how many pieces of clothing they actually wear on a week-to-week basis, it would not be that many. Like... Unless you're, like, in New York working in fashion, mm-hmm. you're not going to wake up every day and be like, I'm going to create this whole new, gorgeous, different yeah. outfit. Like, it's just not how people are. Like, we're a product of habits. So, it's it's interesting to think that people are like, oh, you have such a small wardrobe. It's like, the clothes you wear are, it's a small yeah. portion. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's so funny. Like, you'll find, I mean, <laughs> I know people who will wear the same things all the time and their wardrobes are massive but they don't wear anything else because they don't feel like rummaging through everything sometimes i think the bigger they are the less you wear because you just it's like anxiety you don't want to go through it it's like people who have a fridge full of food and they go out to get something so like i don't know what to make (laughs) (laughs) we know that from our parents yeah whereas i have like a few things in my fridge i'm like this is all I can make. <laughs> this is all I can wear. Exactly, exactly. Less decision making. Super, super helpful. You also talked about um, our personal style. Yeah, I was just yeah, about to yeah. talk about yeah, that. Yeah, I love that. Um, okay, so if someone has a huge wardrobe or a bunch of clothes, I would think that they are confused. Like, they don't know what their style is. They're trying to, like, dabble in all these different areas. Um, they're just overbuying because they're lost. They don't know what their style is. And the more that you can refine that down and figure that out, the less you need to own. And but you can be, like you said, you're sporty and, you know, corporate. And there's so many. You can be more than one. Um, but the more you can get that down and, like, finding things that you love. Like, I love silk. I have a lot of silk blouses. I love a very, like, feminine, like, very romantic. I've read of my sense of style. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so you understand it. I understand it. Like, I, I like lace. I like silk. I like... You also get, you give yourself time to figure out what you like. Yeah. And, and you also start to nice. care less about what other people, how other people dress and how you think you should dress. You actually have time to figure it out on your own. Yeah, which I think people should figure out. And you, I think people know. Like, it's what, 
But then sometimes you can look at other people and be like, I love that style. And maybe it doesn't necessarily look nice on you or fit you. You can just appreciate it on someone else. But once you figure out the colors that look good on you and the fabrics and just like the different necklines and whether mm-hmm. it's dresses or skirts um, or pants for men or collared shirts, the more you can do that. Um, the easier it is gonna, it is gonna, to be to shop because if you're kind of all over the map, then you're gonna own a lot more. You're gonna you're not you're gonna be confused about your personal style, and you you you're gonna buy things and you're gonna be like, oh well, I don't like this, or I don't know if I should like this, or I don't I don't know because they don't know they don't ask yeah. themselves why before they actually purchase the item. So I actually was on YouTube today and I came across uh, Verena Aaron. She, her YouTube channel is called My Green Closet. And she also talks about, and this was new to me, how like being more intentional with the items that you own in your closet and you know how you organize things. She says, you'll also be more intentional about buying pieces from brands that share in your values. And for you, Lauren, that's like more sustainable and ethical brands, right? Yeah, of course. So then you'll be like, wow, like, hey, like I, so once you master your wardrobe, you can be like, hey, like now I can be even more intentional about it and start buying, you know, local Canadian brands or U.S. brands. Uh, etc and specifically brands where you know where they're being manufactured and you know how these people manufactured are being treated it goes back to that documentary the true cost it's on new netflix have you seen it i love that movie it's really sad but it's very educational yeah, so I've only seen bits and pieces. Basically, it, for those who haven't heard of it, uh, it explores the low-cost, high-fashion, and sweatshop workers who produce these goods. And there's a quote in this doc that I just loved, and it's about personal style. Uh, the quote is, Clothing is our chosen skin, fundamentally a part of what we wish to communicate about ourselves. And that is by fashion designer Ursula de Castro. Oh, that was, really that was in the documentary. Yeah. Yeah, I think at the end, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. Yeah, that was so beautiful. Because they're not against fashion. They're just against... They, they're for... They want to promote, like, sustainable and ethical. fashion. Ethical yeah. fashion, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a growing topic of interest, too. There's this... I came across this three weeks ago. It's called Fashion Revolution. It is... Basically, it's a global movement, and it's a group of designers, business leaders, brands, retailers, workers, and fashion lovers, people like us, uh, that work to radically change the way clothes are sourced, produced, and consumed so clothing is made in a safe, clean, and fair way. And if anybody uh, wishes to be a part of a sustainable and ethical fashion movement, I highly suggest checking this out. You can uh, check check it out at fashionrevolution.org. Oh. Yeah, so I mean, I've had a few few of our listeners uh, reach out to me on Instagram about you know how they could be more involved and how um, owning sustainable and ethical clothing is very very important to them. And uh, something we should mention, Lauren, is we will be interviewing a couple people uh, you know next month. Um, one uh, designer who owns a sustainable and ethical brand local to Canada. So. Yeah, I'm yeah. really looking forward to that. And I'm glad that this is catching on. It needs to. And people should be supporting this company. So I'm really excited to interview Yeah, her. especially I, I know it's a goal of yours as well this year. So Oh, of course, yeah. So now you can actually start looking at like, hey, like I have this, this small wardrobe. Now, if I ever need to buy anything, it's not just, hey, do I need this item? Is also, hey, like, I'd like to buy from this certain brand, right? So, yeah. 
Um, I'm reading the book right now. Do you really need it? Oh. And he talks about how... Who's the author? Oh, I'd have to look it up. Okay. Do you really need it? Do you really need it? Okay. And he talks about how, like, some people spend $2,000 on a bag. (gasps) And then some people spend $50 on a bag. And the materials aren't necessarily any different. You are paying for the marketing of the one bag. And if, like, you understand and it's worth, like, $1,980 for the marketing... So that you can show people that you've spent that much money on that bag. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to understand, like, especially with shopping, if you are buying brand names. I actually don't like wearing brand names on Neither my Neither of us all. do anymore. Yeah, I don't. I, just, I have some things from when I was younger and I cared more about it. But um, I really look for the piece I want, like, the exact piece I want. And then the quality of it. And, um... I think that logos and all of that being portrayed on your clothing is not... Like, it's one thing... It cuts individuality. It does. And it just... It's nice to... If something's well-made and it's produced, mm-hmm. you know, it's sustainable, it's done environmentally, and they just have that in that tag inside and you know... So much better if it's hidden. It's so much better, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like you're aware of I'll it. I'll never understand the Louis Vuitton bag. Like, it's... Yeah, sure, it's beautiful, but... I don't know. This is just my opinion. Yeah, it's each their own. I have a lot of friends that love that, but uh, it's just my opinion. I I don't know. I prefer high quality with no local, because honestly, it fits with everything. Black, white, neutral colors. It'll fit with anything, and you don't need the big brands sticking out in your face. It also is not a part of my value system. I don't value mm-hmm. big brands, so... Um, so that's another piece, but my boss and I have the exact same laptop bag, and I think his was like twenty five hundred, and mine was seventy. Oh. And he, like, you cannot tell them apart. If I covered the brand on one, they are identical. <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, but mine's worth a lot more." I'm like, "Yeah, but then people know that you fell for that like marketing scam." Right. That being <laughs> said, I would I would like to reinforce that we do prefer quality over quality, quantity. Yeah, of course. Just because I don't like big brands doesn't mean I don't go after other brands that are of higher quality. A hundred percent. But I don't feel that our bags are any different quality. And he was like, oh, it's politics, though. I'm like, that's <laughs> how you want to play. <laughs> but uh, going back to an idea that you had mentioned uh, in the beginning of this conversation, you had said, hey, you know, when you go shopping, be smart about what you're purchasing. You know, you went to the mall, you got those two items you wanted, whatever. Yeah, and I knew exactly I, what I wanted before I walked into that Exactly. Mall. And you know what? A lot of that preparation, I would say 98% of what I do or what I'm going to purchase, I already know exactly what I want, what I'm going to get, and it, the type, because all of that can be done on the internet. You can prepare everything on the internet. Okay, but... You can look online and figure out exactly what you want and then go in the store and find it. Yeah, but I think what's is making it worse is that people are buying online. And then you don't even have to go look at it and make sure it's exactly what you want. You're just ordering it. and Yeah, there's that. That can also be a cycle. I mean, it's good in the sense that maybe you can find exactly what you want online, but that's a whole other conversation. But I do think prep work, which is a great yeah. way to say it. Yeah, it um, cuts the, the, the time that you could spend rummaging through stores, multiple stores to find that item when you can quickly do it online and then actually intentionally see it in person. Some people like see it, some people don't have the time, so they do it online. But yeah. we're going online, it's very easy to rack up a long list of items that you'll physically hold 
and realize I don't want all this stuff. And then all the packaging it comes in, you're going to have to go take it back. The worst. So it, it can be get messy. Also, when you're shopping, I will hold up and, I, and be like, honestly, how many times am I going to wear this? Does this go with other parts of my wardrobe? And... It's, it looks nice right now, brand new on the hanger. If I wear it three or four times, if I wash it, is it still going to look this good? Because there are a lot of clothes out there. You wear them a few times or you wash them a couple times and they're done. Yeah, that's like fast fashion. Yeah, so ask yourself that. Yeah, it, like you're literally paying 5 or $10 per wear. It adds up. It adds up. And there's a price per wear cost where you can take how much it was divided by how many times you wear it. Yeah. So if you take, you know... A bag, say you buy like a really good quality two or three hundred dollar bag mm-hmm. and you wear it every day for three years, it's then worth it. it's worth it. But if you buy, you know, a less expensive bag that's really poor quality and it was only fifteen dollars but you wear it twice, then that's like seven fifty each time you wear it. Like people yeah. don't do this breakdown. I'm also a numbers person and I appreciate it, but Yeah, um, no, that it brings makes a little sense. I actually laughed the other day because I have like my pajama pants which, or my pajama shorts, which I love and I've worn for years yeah. and they have holes in it. And I thought to myself, I need a new pair. And I also thought, this is so funny because I thought about all the years I've worn it and how much it co- I think it costs literally 10 bucks. I'm not joking. <laughs> I'm oh, like, so I've worn this so many times. Like over the not course. even one cent per wear. <laughs> I was like, this was a really good buy. <laughs> you keep your clothes forever. I love it. Yeah, I really, really do. I honestly, it's really like how my, I, I would say it's also parental influence. I came from parents that own a lot of stuff, but they were never, they never owned a lot of clothes, I guess. Well, my dad owns a lot of golf shirts, but <laughs> aside from that, uh, I, I don't know. I wasn't, you know, it wasn't in my mentality to buy a lot of stuff. My mom's Dutch, so she's very good with her money, <laughs> yeah. as, as, as most Dutch women are. And, um, but, but you um, wear them. Like, it's not like you just keep them. Like you, I no, feel I like actually wear, you wear them. them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I also wanted to touch on, so in our previous episode with Courtney Carver, we talk about her Minimalist Wardrobe Challenge, Project 333. Yes, I want to hear your advice on this. And I I just completed Project 333, which for those who don't know what Project 333 is, it is, it is a challenge that involves wearing 33 items only. That's everything. Shoes, coats. That's clothing, accessories, jewelry, outerwear, and shoes for three months. So 33 items. You have to ch- choose 33 items for three, three months. And Courtney herself, uh, the lovely lady who started this challenge, still does it today after. And she's been doing it for almost 10 years. So every wow. three months. It's unbelievable. Yeah, she mentioned that in our previous episode. It was just, I was like, wow, like that's amazing. So... After I suggest that after decluttering your closet, it actually makes it makes it easier because you actually may after decluttering you may actually still have seventy five items, maybe closer to hundred. You may still have that, and then if you really want to bring it down even more, um, you know you can start it before Project Three Three before, but you can also start it after, which is actually much easier because it's almost a little bit of a breath of fresh air before you start this. So you choose your thirty three items, which by the way, these items do not include. So these are excluded. Uh, so wedding rings, another sentimental piece of jewelry that you never take off, underwear, sleepwear, in-home loungewear, and your workout clothing are excluded. 
So okay. those are an additional and, and on top of the 33 items. So don't get too scared. Uh, so I just completed the challenge and I loved it. And I, like Courtney, want to keep it up. And I should also do it a little bit more seasonally. So every three months based on the season. But, uh, but yeah, so I highly recommend. And, you know, you can actually, we'll put it in the show notes, uh, all the notes on how to start Project 333 and what it's all about. So super rewarding. You'll realize that 33 items is enough, which is actually scary. It is enough. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm yeah. so proud of you for doing it. Thank you. I actually, like... I, I like I just let you borrow a pair of heels and I'm like oh I don't want them back because I don't want to have to store okay, them. Okay, you're taking them back. <laughs> I'm definitely taking them back because Lauren does not want to have to see yeah, them. Yeah, they're out of place. <laughs> they're out of place. I'll have like my water bottle left at Lauren's after recording a podcast. I'm like, you come like, pick it up. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> my friends always joke. They're like, don't forget anything at Lauren's or she'll get rid of it. <laughs> so I gotta get it immediately before you purge it. That's so funny. Anyways, again, Project 333. Highly recommend it. Uh, Check it out. It will be in our show notes. Yeah, and that's it. So I guess if you... The best thing to do is ask yourself why you want to go through your closet. Do you want to dress better? Do you want to save money? Do you just not want to wake up and look at the mess in your closet every day? And like Kelly said, declutter. And then try out Project 333. It's such a great concept. It's such a great way to get you started. And... There's so much inspiration on Instagram with it. Yeah, and like we also want to reinforce the idea that the purpose of decluttering is to solve the root of the problem. That being so that you don't have to do a spring cleaning or a fall cleaning. Uh, There's a filmmaker and YouTuber, Matt Diavella. He has a... A YouTube video that I've seen it a few times called Decluttering for Messy People, which I'll also include in the show notes. And he says that we should have daily cleaning routines. And that's what I've had now. So once I put a piece of clothing back on my rack, I'm going to put it back in that section because you can easily get it disorganized by being lazy. You know, it's just like, you know, cleaning your, your kitchen or cleaning up your dishes. Like take those extra seconds Think about all the time you're saving from having a declutter closet. You can take the time to put your blacks with your blacks and and fold and put them in the right yeah. section. Like we need to do that. And you know, he also says systemize our things. You know, use bins and certain shelves to organize. Like be mindful when you put things away. Um, another thing with my closet, I hang up all my clothes. I, I love that. I just. Um, Except my workout clothes. But not your undergarments. No. (laughs) No, I have a drawer for that. But otherwise, besides my workout and underwear, everything else I hang up. And I don't buy new hangers. Like, if I'm buying an item, it's either because I'm replacing something that's too worn or that I'm selling something I don't like anymore. And then, but I can't just go out and buy a bunch of stuff because I'm like, you're not going to have anywhere to hang it, Lauren, and we're not buying hangers. <laughs> also, yeah, it's so funny that you say hangers because I had a couple extras today and they're just sitting there. And I said, I'm going to throw them out. <laughs> I threw out the two beautiful hangers because I don't want to have to think that I need more stuff to yeah. put on those. And I still have a little bit too much stuff than I need, and I know that, and I'm working on it. So that's part of the reason why I did that. And it's just like, am I going to feel better without these hangers? Yes. So then I got rid of them. Okay, good. <laughs> so funny, the little... It is a, well, it's a little thing just to keep you mindful of how much is in your closet. Yeah. 
And the I cannot stress this enough. It doesn't matter, like you said, how many times you clean out your closet. Like you have to stop bringing stuff in. Like you, it's the habit of doing it. So and starting with your closet is a great way to start because I promise you, because of how because of all the benefits that come from it, it'll spy, inspire lasting, positive, and motivating changes in other areas of your life. You'll be inspired to simplify the kitchen and then go to your bathroom it's it's your choice but you'll realize that it's actually so rewarding that it's worth the pain of starting it is I feel like with my closet like I said I only own clothes I love and then with my cupboard I'm like I only want to own the food I love like my favorite tea and the only bread that I like to eat like you just it spills over in all other areas of your life and and it just in and of itself just waking up to like a nice clean organized closet is going to give you back more time you're it's gonna give you back more decisions decisions you can put into other things that day I like the time note yeah and you'll feel better you'll be better dressed and better put together and more organized so I like the idea of having more time you have more time to focus on the areas of your life that matter most yeah and simply put that is the best part of it that's the best part and i know we're just talking about a closet but it will create a ripple effect if you have the motivation to do so and you'll start realizing like it's just like social media and we'll go into that in another episode but you'll realize that it's actually taking away from all those i like to say analog moments you know of you know going out and playing a sport or connecting with people which I love to reinforce is why we're here to connect of course and we don't do enough of it so yeah it's a good way to get started okay well that was really fun yeah that was good oh actually just to add I will end I will close with a quote from iTunes from it says newbie by LD And she says, I'm 23 and I've been looking for women that are doing the minimalism thing. It's so hard to find a woman doing this. And so I'm glad I came across this channel. It really helped me take a step back and look in my closet, for example. I realized I have so many shoes I didn't use. I really had to take a deep look at the reason why I felt the need to buy so much stuff when they don't add value or make me happy. I have eight pairs of unworn heels that I bought trying to fill a void. So thankful for this channel and the minimalism lifestyle. Thank you. Oh, that's so nice. I know. It's, like, it's very hand-in-hand with this episode, so I thought I would share that. So thank you so much um, for the individual who wrote that. Yeah, thank you so much. That's so inspiring. Okay, well, thank you guys for listening, and we will speak with you next week. We'll speak with you next week. Thanks for listening, guys. Cheers. Bye-bye.